You're listening to The Lit Lounge, a podcast for readers and book lovers. Join us, a group of friends, English teachers and bookworms, as we chat about our love of all things literary and share our reading habits. challenge encouraged me to step out of my reading comfort zone and read books that otherwise I wouldn't have given a second glance to uh, like the book prompt for a book published before 2005 I found a book called Moth Diaries which is written from the young uh, from the perspective of a young girl throughout her time in a boarding school uh, and she believes her roommate is a vampire, but the trick of the book is we don't know if she is a vampire or if it's just her mind. Hello and welcome back to the Lit Lounge. And you've just heard Eleanor talking about her experiences um, with the reading challenge and uh, what she enjoyed about it and what she got from it. So thank you, Eleanor. Um, and we're back now talking about books and things and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Um, and speaking of us talking about books, uh, if you want a chance to be featured and to have your opinions on all manner of books and reading items shared, then remember to submit your podcast. Um, you've got another couple of weeks to do so. You can do it in a group, you can do it individually, and more information will be sent out to your learning coaches very soon. Yes, prizes galore, guys. You've got to get in on it. Yeah, we actually have a proper bag of swag now. Laura went out on the weekend. Yeah. Bought loads of things. Yeah. Books, stationery. Shiny things. A crown. <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm over-promising. I yeah, you are over-promising, yeah. <laughs> Jou- crown jewels. <laughs> Gangster granny style. Um, yeah, so please do submit. Um, it's our email, which is the lit lounge. The lit lounge cast at gmail.com. At yeah. gmail.com. And we're going to uh, post that on, on your social medias as well so that you can uh, click on that and get some more info. And we'll also post some enticing pictures of crown laden swag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now if anyone has a crown let us know because we need that for the photos we'll get one of those ones from a cracker that'll oh yeah that'll do it. yeah little tiara yeah perfect <laughs> right so uh so this week you may have noticed the sun's come out i think we've all been enjoying it over the last couple of weeks mm. um and as such laura who is absent today but might pop in later yeah. and who has been uh very dutifully replaced by the wonderful rachel Hooray! yay um <laughs> Uh, Laura suggested that we uh, had a bit of a chat about books that featured good weather, idyllic settings or the sun in some way. Yeah, that's very positive, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I did actually get um, a bit of sunburn on the weekend. One shoulder. Wow. The one shoulder sunburn. <laughs> Where were you sat to make that happen? On a beach. How? how I, don't, I don't know. I don't, apparently my one shoulder is bigger <laughs> than the other, so... <laughs> it blocks the other side. I don't know. I don't know how, but just one shoulder. That is fair. That's yeah. fair. I've always had that my nose gets tanned and the rest of me burns and then just becomes really pale again. So Did I end up with a different coloured nose. Didn't you have like really strange, um, different kind day. of sports Didn't day? Yeah, yeah, I still, I still have, I still have, um, uh, yeah, I still have the different coloured like shoulder blades from that. Yeah. How many years later now? <laughs> Five years later? Yeah, I think so. Five years later, five years later? It's yeah. impressive. Yeah. 
We're sun cream folks. Yeah, yeah it's very important. SPF 50, pale people struggles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, on to some literature about the sun in a slightly more positive way, apart from damaging UV rays. Yes. Uh, who wants to start off? Rose! Oh, no, you can't say that. I didn't get in there quick For enough. For a change. Rachel Let's start under, with... Under the bus. Um... Easily okay. and gently. Come on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, well, be kind. Um, so, my pick for this, I found this quite hard because often my books are quite uh, doom and gloom and set in <laughs> some quite horrible dystopian worlds, uh, which don't involve sunshine. So, uh, but one of the books that I've really loved, um, that I read a, a rather a long time ago, but it stuck with me, it's still on my shelf and it's got a beautiful cover, um, is Captain Corelli's Mandolin uh, by Louis Bernier. And um, it's got quite a sentimental attachment for me because I read um, an excerpt from it for my brother's wedding, um, which I might read in a bit, if you will permit me. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Um, good choice. Because it's just like, I I mean, any time anyone does anything at a wedding, I'm I'm all tears, but it did make me want to cry when I read it as well. Um, So yeah, if you don't know uh, Captain Corelli's Mandolin, it sounds like quite a mouthful of a title doesn't it yeah um but essentially it's set in uh greece in world war Two. i think the beginning of world war Two, um and it's on a greek island um which is all very community-based small kind of world um and the italian soldiers who are working with the germans at that time in the war um invade uh i think it's i want to say Catalonia. That's Greece, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, Catalonia, I think. Um, and this Nicolas Cage film, which also yes. is excellent. Immediate win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and essentially, it's, like, it's a bit of a romance. It's a, a love story between one of the island girls and um, this captain captain corelli who loves his mandolin he loves play he's a very creative type not really a born soldier not really a warrior more of a kind of thinker um slightly um rebellious um he refuses to say um heil hitler and instead uh i think he says heil puccini or something like that so it's like really cultural like um like loves um and he falls in love uh in uh inevitably with the beautiful uh kind of uh free daughter um and yeah it's it's not just a love story it's also all about obviously the destruction of war and how that like wears communities um down and the kind of ugliness of um i suppose similar links to the light uh, the lions led by donkeys kind of uh idea that we look at in journey's end so um, if you like that kind of element of Journey's End, that might be one to read next. Um, and also Star-Crossed Lovers. So if you liked Knots and Crosses as well in your eight, then you might like Captain Corelli's Man- Mandolin. And it's got some beautiful descriptions of this island because as anyone who's ever watched Mamma Mia will know <laughs> that the islands of Greece are beautiful. Um, and I've been to uh, Mykonos before, um, which it's literally like postcard heaven isn't it i don't know mm. if you guys have been to greece i've not I, been but no, i've seen postcards okay literally imagine the postcard that and then you're there like it's it looks beautiful so yeah. beautiful like everything is sparkling white clear like the sand is like so um soft and 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 louis um 
uh, Bernier, like he does give it credit, you know, like you do feel very immersed. And I think he has some kind of little, mm, I don't know, inspirations from Greek myth as well, like because of where it's set. It's kind of very fantastical, kind of almost um, exaggerated characters. Yeah. So like there's um there's some kind of back, uh, you know, like in the back kind of like random cameo characters who are part of the community, who like one's a strong man and things like that. Like it kind of feels almost quite circusy, like in in their in their characters, um, and a bit surreal. Uh, but the heart of the story is obviously very gritty and very real um, and quite romantic. So, yeah, that was my pick when I thought of kind of sunny, beautiful places. Greece is the one that yeah, stands out for me. Captain Corelli's mandolin. I like the fact that you picked something that was beautifully romantic, had a Nicolas Cage link, but also had links of war and destruction. <laughs> yeah. You can't quite let go. Yeah, but I get bored when it's too nicey-nicey. <laughs> um, same with people. I'm like, mm, they're too nice. Too yeah. nice. Go get rid of them. Need someone with an edge. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that was my pick. And I'll, do you want me to read you a Yeah, well, yeah. I was just going to ask, what was the excerpt you read? So the excerpt that I read, and I think it's quite common from what I've heard from other people, it's quite a common one that people yeah, use in... Wait, did you have it in your wedding? No, no, but I think I know which one. Okay, mean, yeah. But go, go, go. So it, it, it starts. Um, Love is a temporary madness. It erupts like volcanoes and then subsides. And when it subsides, you have to make a decision. You have to work out whether your roots have so entwined together that it is inconceivable that you should ever part. Because this is what love is. Love is not breathlessness. It is not excitement. It's not the promulgation of eternal passion that is just being in love, which any fool can do. Love itself is what is left over when being in love has burned away. And this is both an art and a fortunate accident. Those that truly love have roots that grow towards each other underground. And when all the pretty blossom have fallen from their branches, they find that they are one tree and not two. Aww. I know. Don't you just get goose pimples? It's like so romantic. <laughs> so yeah, um, I really love that book. I think it's really good. And I actually think it's about time that I read it again. I think it's one of those. You t- you come back to it like, periodically. Yeah. You need a bit of a, yeah. a boost, like a booster shot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like a vaccine. <laughs> need to, need to, <laughs> your world yeah, vaccine. Yeah, like injected with a bit of happiness and sunshine. <laughs> and war. Tiny bit war. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's my that's my pick for the sunny happy read. Ah, what a lovely pick, <laughs> Rach. What have you got? Can you top that with sunshiny no, no, happiness? No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, I found this one really difficult to um, to think about. Actually, to think of, um, of of what books to talk about for this one. The first thing that came to my head when Laura said about summer was that line from Romeo and Juliet. You know, with the um, now these hot days oh, is the yeah, mad yeah. blood oh, yeah. staring yeah. and how they're all fighting yeah, and there's yeah. chaos in the streets and yeah you feel that on, like, <laughs> when you're doing playground duty friday afternoon and it's hot yeah it's that like frenzied heat yeah and, and you can see like, the steam rising yeah. from the pavement yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so that came to mind which doesn't quite fit i think the <laughs> uh, the intention that, that laura had for sort of happy easygoing <laughs> um type thing but then um yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure why I connect these with summer, 
But I always think about Jane Austen novels mm, when I okay. think about summer. And it's not like they were all set during the summer or anything like that. But um, I think there's there there are definitely some some nice descriptions of you know and scenes that take place during the summer in them. But I think it's more the kind of just sort of like gentle, easygoing kind mm. of you know romantic yeah. um, kind of like that slow just, blossoming yeah, love blossoming exactly and. Like now with with Bridgerton and all of the, the Regency <laughs> stuff, like if if you like that, then you'll like Jane Austen because yeah. all yeah. of the stuff that happens in Brid- they're thinking about it. They maybe not don't act on it in the way they do in Bridgerton, but they think like that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's interesting that you link that with summer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever would like because it's funny how a reading experience can be so personal and you have so many connections in your own head yeah. with different words or different like ideas. Like, is it really interesting that you've chosen? Yeah, I don't, I don't quite know why I connect that with summer, but I feel like I always do. I, maybe I've just read a lot of Jane Austen novels in the summer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was thinking of, um, you know, the scene, the scene in Emma where they go on a picnic. Yeah. You know, and oh, it's just a such a kind of, yeah. I mean, maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just that I like picnics. There's a picnic in Emma, so I think of summer. Tartan blankets <laughs> and, and woven uh, hampers. Yeah. yeah, I can see it. I feel like Jane Austen is a good bet. If people want to get into reading some kind of, you know, classics of literature, yeah. Yeah. then, you know, you get beyond the language and, and, and the kind of inaccessibility to some people of, of the language. But actually, the, the, you know, the stories, the plots are very kind of easygoing and you get eased into all this you know nice romantic yeah um drama yeah <laughs> it is drama isn't it my brother has just started reading um one that he was gifted actually and he's never he's never done touched any jane austen before and so he's been fi- like he's been finding it a real adventure mm. like <laughs> he was like why does she why does she spend so long talking about like something she could have said in five words ago <laughs> so but he's really enjoying the kind of drama yeah. like you said like yeah. the drama of the story so like the slower build-up because there's so many words to get there yeah, yeah. actually yeah. as the drama and i think yeah i think you're right about the kind of the summary feel in that there's a lot of walks formal walks around the garden yeah. the little parasols <laughs> the, the, the yeah. regency like the the, the little regency dresses and all that you, yeah, you do think of like summer of... garden parties and that kind of feeling yeah. don't you yeah yeah, you wouldn't want to be wearing one of those, like, big yeah. bouffant gowns in the storm, would you? Yeah. Yeah, the wind was howling and, yeah, no like, your, your parasol's flying everywhere while you try and talk to someone about your love. It doesn't... Yeah. Accidentally showing off your bloomers. and <laughs> It's never good when you show off your bloomers. <laughs> and I've got, like, a weird merging of... Which is appropriate, actually, of various Jane Austen novels and Bridget Jones, which obviously <laughs> yeah. talks quite nicely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a modern day Jane Austen, really. Yeah, that's what Laura was. Um, yeah, Laura knows a lot about Bridget Jones. If you want to know about Bridget, she knows Jones. a lot about bloomers. <laughs> yeah, modern day Pride and Prejudice. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's expert, resident expert in bloomers. <laughs> Laura Morgan. Oh, she's going to get you back. <laughs> I, would, I would love her to walk through the door right now. And, you know, so come what? to join the podcast. Nah, we'll what never tell that? her. It's fine, she'll never know. No, she's still got that tank of snakes that she's wearing. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need my booster shot then. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you, Beth? What are you, what's your pick? So I've got kind of two, two avenues. The first is um, kind of mixing a little bit of, I suppose, like aspects of both of the ones you suggested in that it's kind of a classic um or classic series and involves some like aspects of adventure and that would be like when you think of summer i think of the famous five and i think oh, of swallows yeah. and amazons because they're like 
they're like kids mm-hmm. in the summer and they yeah, go and have adventures yeah. and it's very kind of wholesome and um yeah and I know they, they've kind of I haven't read kind of the updated ones because I know they've written now updated ones that are slightly more politically correct in terms of <laughs> yeah. some of the terms used but yeah. Yeah. as far as I'm aware Anne still makes house and the rest of them go and adventure everywhere <laughs> but I just I love those books and those were the first books that remember we were talking about the Scholastic Book Fair and like the the big thing opening up and buying and picking them from the magazine and ticking the boxes at the back yeah, and all the that nostalgia stuff. of it yeah and then like two weeks later your big bag arriving and you take it out <laughs> of school like I remember getting the full set um of famous five from school and it was the it was the first series of books that I like really got into reading I think I was I must have been like six or seven yeah and same I think it was the first kind of series where I really got into reading all the different ones and yeah and, you know having having that kind of massive collection on my bookshelf yeah and kind of like and, it, and having like favorites as well read, like yeah. I remember like number three and number 21 were particular <laughs> favorites of mine I think because they both involve treasure and Anne making like proper house in a cave, like having a proper cave not like some disused sort of like cart or something it was a, a cave with like a sandy floor and she swept all the the horrible sand out and had all the nice sand in. And I was like, this is, this is great. Yeah. I like the ones with the cat, the, the one with the caravans. Yeah. Where they go caravanning. See, with I their, with I've horses. never, it's not, it's never, it was never my thing. I never really got oh, into I them. It. They, I, it wasn't for me. Did but... you read like anything like Swallows and Amazons or anything like that? No, no. I, I don't know. I like Goosebumps. Like I liked the kind of, See, I never read really. I was aware of Goosebumps. I think my brother read Goosebumps, but I never really read them. I was, yeah. I was all about Famous Five and then, like true ghost stories by Terry Deary or something really weird. Or um, Biff and Chip. Yeah, <laughs> that was my really Oxford Reading Biff Tree. Chips. Yeah. <laughs> was um, it? Was it? Is it Kip of the Dog? Yeah, Kip yeah. of the Dog. Now, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So like, it's just that really nostalgia. I've still got the books at home, and you know they're falling to pieces. Like the spines are completely broken, but I can't get rid of them, and I still quite like to sort of have a bit of a read through occasionally because they mm. are there's just that sense yeah. of adventure like that summertime adventure like the summer holidays being yeah forever yeah like in the way that they had their summer holidays and they went on those adventures i would spend my summer holidays immersed in their adventures yeah really living nice. vicariously yeah who's the it's the protagonist is like george isn't it like the girl it's, george. Ju- it's julian dick and and then george who's oh the it's girl. george not the i've always thought that george was like the main character i think like, all four of them really yeah okay and then the dog is the fifth the uh, quite... I mean, really, yeah. the dog is the protagonist. Let's be honest. It's kind yeah. of like wholesome, old-fashioned Scooby-Doo. A bit. Oh, it's that kind okay. of thing. Okay. Going off on adventures and yeah. yeah, and then George would be like Velma because she's kind yeah. of clever, but she's a bit tomboyish. I mean, yeah. Velma's not as tomboyish, but with her shorts and her kind of short like hair. short curly hair I used to and think stuff. That was quite cool. I think yeah. Famous Five is why I, I don't know. I was really obsessed when I was little about you know wanting to live in like a house that had secret tunnels and, yeah you know, all these kind of things like it's just or like making so much adventure sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah or like trying to rescue someone from or like sitting and drinking ginger beer in a gorse bush and then i remember <laughs> trying ginger beer and it was disgusting and i was very yeah, disappointed yeah yeah it's not yeah it's not not tasty at all like you might like that's like butter beer though isn't it like apparently yeah in, that's in absolutely Harry disgusting world, it's horrible it's like mm. drinking liquidized gummy bears oh, which might it? be Have which yeah it might be in, like some people's cup of tea. <laughs> no, it's mm, not mine. I love my liquidized gummy bears. <laughs> I need me a pot. <laughs> yeah, it's like you. Forest gum for some reason loves them. <laughs> yeah, so like you, you get it halfway around the tour, 
And then you can tell who's had it because they've all got like the sugar shakes in oh, the second okay. half of the tour. It's full of sugar. Yeah, it's not nice. No, that's a cute one. That's a yeah, cute one. Yeah, that's a nice one. And then the other one is one that I've started reading but have not yet finished, but I've wanted to get for a while, um, which is Clara and the Sun, which is a slightly more abstract, I suppose, interpretation of the brief. Um, but Clara and the Sun um, is a dystopian book. And I like these books um, because they don't look like dystopian books and they quite often are sold in supermarkets. Um, next to like thrillers and romances and the kind of stereotypical supermarket books, but um, but yeah, these ones are kind of these understated, quite kind of small personal stories, and personal emotional adventures, but in set in this like dystopian context. Um, so it's by Kazuro Ishiguro. I said that. Have I done the name justice? I think so. Um, and I think am I right in saying, Rach, that that another one of these is used or some students read it at a level yeah it's one of the um one of the books that some students have done for the coursework in year 13 never let me go um has been quite popular in the past for coursework is that vampire i've never read it no no what's the film that i've like this is yeah (laughs) just ignore me i'm asking last week i was just asking laura loads of like sciencey questions that she didn't know i answered to and now i'm just i'm just yeah in my own world (laughs) In uh, in Never Let Me Go, um, you find out quite quite quickly in the book that um, the um, children they're, they're sort of children and then teenagers and then the adults in the the novel are um, like clones, so they're being bred oh, for yeah. organ donation. Yeah, I'm gonna find out what that vampire one is. Yeah, and let's yeah. know figure out what that yeah i can't remember what it's called in my get to the bottom of it yeah get to the bottom of it like a famous five mystery literally <laughs> i am george <laughs> yes i'm really interested by clara in the sun because i haven't read that one i've read never let me go and the remains of the day and yeah so so this is this is the first one that he's written after becoming a nobel prize winner i believe mm. okay. not Big that pressure. that really i mean obviously the quality of the writing is the same as all the others and it's great but um yeah, uh, so this one follows Clara. Um, she is an artificial friend and she, um, her job is to kind of observe things and she's hired by um, a woman who watches, who wants her to watch, I think her daughter's called Jessie and like, the interactions that she has with this friend of hers. So, you know, when you're a teenager and then you start to have friends and then maybe you start to fancy those friends a bit and... Um, your parents can't keep quite as much of an eye on you because you're a bit more independent. In this world, you get to hire an AI who... Chaperone. Basically, yeah, hangs out with you. Um, oh, wait, so, the I, AI is the friend. So you hire the friend or do you... They're like an additional person. So there's you, your friend... Your friend, and then, and then they're the... Like, okay, person. yeah. Um, so there's... It, it's really interesting like because you're looking at it through through the eyes of someone who isn't human. Um, so the story is kind of told through Clara's perspective. But um, the connection to the sun is that she's solar powered. So yeah. she needs the sun to live. And therefore she sees the sun as this kind of like deity and is really fascinated by the sun. And there's um, there's lots of lovely kind of moments where um, because the sun, you know, the sun sets and rises, is seen as like quite romantic moments. There's moments where um, Jessie and her friend are kind of like sketching the sun or talking about the sun. And, and Clara is sort of, um, taking all of this on board and observing how they're talking and, and the way that they're talking and then observing the sun as well. And there's lots of lovely descriptions of the sun rising and setting and mm. and kind of this almost reverence and deference to the sun as this godlike 
entity, which is really interesting because like, if you think about our old myths and legends, then a lot of our kind of gods were linked to or are linked to the sun. Mm. So it kind of, it's quite nice because it's set in this sort of dystopian future, but this technology that's really advanced mm. in terms of its belief system and, and how it operates, it's, it's kind of going back to how we originally sort of thought and worshipping mm. the sun as, an, as this life-giving entity. You so. can understand why, though, can't you? Yeah. I mean, when you look around and you, like... And, like, what it does. Yeah. And what it does yeah. to us as well. Like, I don't know if you find that in the winter, getting up in the morning is a chore. And I'm not saying it's not a chore now, but it's much less of a chore. <laughs> yeah, it's much easier when you're I can absolutely. spring out of bed a lot easier in the summer than I can in the winter. Yeah, and, like, there's actual, you know, uh, diagnosis and stuff, like SAD. Yeah, yeah. seasonal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seasonal. Yeah. Affected, affected, affected affected disorder. disorder. Yeah. Seasonal affective well, if they take the sun away, then you really do feel really sad. Yeah. Like, it's really horrible. And, like, yeah. so and like vitamin D deficiency and all of those things mm. that, that like, we do literally, obviously, we all need the sun to live. And it's just, it's, a, it's just quite a nice, again, like, I think what, what he does really well is he tells very kind of small scale, intimate stories and really explores human nature, but in really original like just like with really original dystopian concepts. Yeah, really nice. I like that. That's interesting. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm partway through it. I need to finish it, but it's very good so far. I, I like the cover it. as well. Yeah, and they've yeah. got like all nine of them now have these really cool little covers. They're all like color coded with little little pictures on the inside. I know that no one on the podcast oh, yeah. can see this, but I think it's really nice. You I'll should take a picture on. of it and post it. Yeah. Even though yeah, I think set. you just like snapped your book. You sound like it, it? So I tell you what really annoys me though, and this is this is a major bugbear of mine. Why why would you do that? Oh, why yeah. would so Oh I the, thought the inside the was the cover is not, not the size of the, the book. book. And this is really popular at the moment because then they'll print down here Sunday Times bestseller or whatever. I thought it was a sort of Fake cover. I thought that, cover. and I thought that was a hole in the yeah. centre no. of the cover. Now I know this is a great book, and there's lots of quotes here as to why this is a great book. But I don't. I'd much rather just have the cover. So I might print stick that down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're bold moves. Yeah, messing around. Just, yeah, yeah. don't give me out. half a cover. <laughs> they didn't have quite enough, you know, red card to. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. run out. <laughs> no, not not quite sure if it matches up to the others. So we're just gonna be <laughs> yeah. act economically, but. But I mean, aside from the cover, it's a very good book, and the cover's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, the sun's on the on the cover. So. Yeah, exactly. It's beautifully made. Just, I think it looks like silly. a piece of artwork. So, yeah. I think. Yeah, and you see it in a gallery. And also, I, it's just very ambiguous, isn't it? It's, mm. It it sparks your curiosity. And that's what yeah. I like about it as well. So yes, that's my pick. Cool, really good. There we are. Clara with a K. Well, I think yeah. seeing as Laura gave us a really hard brief to <laughs> fulfil, we've done a good job. Yeah, I think we have. Thanks, Laura. And ne- <laughs> next time, Laura needs to find a book that has 17 characters, 14 of which are not human, and three of which really like the colour blue. <laughs> yeah, have that, Laura. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's our picks for this week. Um, if you have any suggestions for any books that make you feel summery or have any connections to the sun or summer holidays or just adventuring around in general... <laughs> then, um, then you can uh, add them on to any of our social medias or you can leave us a voice note. Yeah. We're still waiting. I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm just sat there at night staring at the, at the website. It's very true. It's true. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <I don't> wanna... <laughs> what am I going to do to get a voice note around here? Yeah, there's only so many times we can say this before Rose just, just 
begs Explodes. repeatedly. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, the, the, just, you know, share, share your ideas with us. Um, and also if there's any suggestions that you have for any uh, topics or any challenges that you want us to, um, to try and work with, mm. like any, any briefs you want us to yeah. try and meet, then throw the gauntlet. Yeah. Down. Share, share them with us as well. And we'll, we'll do our best to do that. Um, and, uh, also stay tuned on our social media because we will be launching, um, hopefully very soon, hopefully in time for May half term, um, some writing, uh, some writing club stuff. Cause I know that there's been uh, quite a lot of activity with people asking about creative writing and how to write a book, structure a book, how to write poetry, get ideas for these things and just do some creative writing. So, um, we'll be sharing some of those ideas in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but aside from that, that's pretty much it for this week. And we will see you in the next one. Yay, bye. bye. You've been listening to The Lit Lounge, the podcast for readers and book lovers. Thanks for joining us. Remember to join in the conversation by following us on social media using the handles linked in our description. You can also leave a voice note to be featured in future episodes through the voice response feature on Anchor. We'll catch you next time. But for now, keep reading. Music used in this episode and for all of our episodes is created by Ixon. You can download this and other fantastic tracks on SoundCloud. Links are in the description. Mm-hmm.